Welcome, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. This is Brother Jimmy Fortunato, and you're listening to a sermon from the Pilgrim Baptist Church in Tennessee. For more information about our church, please visit us on the web at pilgrimbaptist.church. All right, we are going to park on one word tonight. The word peace, we saw that this morning. As we started to go through Galatians chapter three, uh, uh, chapter one, verses three, four, and five, we're going to talk about peace this morning for a Christian. Let's get Ephesians chapter two, please. Ephesians chapter number two. We'll start reading in verse thirteen. Ephesians two. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off—that was you and I are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For He is our peace, who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in His flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in Himself of twain one new man. Watch it again so making peace. And then He might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you which were afar off and to them that were nigh. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Heavenly Father, You are the Prince of Peace. We thank You for so great a salvation, giving us true peace in our hearts by trusting You We love you, Lord. Help us to learn what it means to have your peace tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. We all know that. We saw that this morning. Let's look at it from a few different perspectives. Let's get Luke chapter number 2. Luke chapter number 2, we'll look at peace from the birth of Christ. Real simple and much read passage of Scripture. The Bible says, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's Luke chapter 2, verse 14. Our glory should go to God, but at His birth, what they say? On earth, peace. Peace. We see peace surrounded by the birth of Christ. We see peace surrounded by the life of Jesus Christ. Jesus said unto the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And that that, that thing will preach. You can preach that thing all, all day long. But you and I are not going to go out under the sea, and to stop ourselves from getting seasick, say, peace, be still. (laughs) We can try it. It isn't going to happen. But Jesus, during His earthly ministry, His earthly life, He did. Probably because He created it. (laughs) He had all power, all control. So we see peace from the perspective of His birth, surrounding His birth, we see it was in his in his 
earthly ministry. And let's look at it from the perspective of his death. Let's get Colossians chapter number 1. Colossians chapter 1, verse number 20. Let's back up to verse. This is all good. Let's, let's, let's back up. Verse 16. For by Him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by Him and for Him. He is before all things and by Him all things consist and he is the head of the body the church who was the beginning firstborn from the dead and all things he might have the preeminence you know people that fight for dominance and fight for preeminence they never really do have peace in their heart by the way this power struggling that goes on between families between brothers and sisters between uh, workmates between even church members. It's all a fight for preeminence. I'm telling you, peace. Uh, there, there's no peace when, when, when we do that. I don't want the preeminence. I really do want God to have the preeminence. He's the head of the church. It's the body of Christ. For it pleased the Father, verse 19, that in Him should all fullness dwell. Now here it is. And having made peace through the blood of His cross, by Him to reconcile all things unto Himself, by Him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. At His death, on the cross, there it is. Made peace through the blood of His cross. How does that fit? How does something so bloody bring about such peace? Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. Amen. These throat cutters that try to market themselves as the religion of peace, they're just devils. There's nothing peaceful in that. Nothing. Blood of His cross. We see it in His birth. We see it in His life. We see it in His death. Let's go to John 20. John chapter 20. And let's look at surrounding his resurrection. John chapter 20. And we'll start at, well, let's just read, let's start at verse number 19. Then, the same day at evening, be, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> That's Jesus for you. That's Jesus. Everything's all right. Peace be unto you. And when he had said so, he showed unto them his hands and his sides. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then Jesus said to them again, Peace be unto you. 
He says it a second time. As my Father hath sent me, even so I, even so send I you. That's pretty good. When he had said this, he breathed on them and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Peace at his resurrection. I like that. Are you a Christian? I'm a Christian. Are you a Christ one? I'm a Christ one. Are you a Christ follower? That's what it means to be a Christian. Let's go to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. A lot of people are saved. A lot of people aren't Christians. How can that be? Look, you're saved. You're born again. You're washed in the blood. You trusted what Jesus Christ did for you. Well, the Bible has an expectation of how to live now. We're supposed to be, live as Christ ones, as Christ followers. How can someone live like that and be saved? Well, they might be saved. They just might not be a Christian. You know, God wants us to live for Him. Really, a Christian is a Christ follower. <laughs> you saved, you trust the Lord Jesus Christ and what He did on the cross, all of His merit. You get a spiritual birth. You become born again. And yes, that makes you a Christian. It does. But we should follow the Lord. What He asks us to do shouldn't be a problem. We should gl uh, gladly want to serve Him. But John 14, 27, it says, Peace I leave with you. John 14, 27. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth. Give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. To live the Christian life, to be a Christ follower, God gave you the peace. We just got to access it. Guys try to figure out how to do all these jobs. A lot of times, if we just walk out into the garage, we'll find the tool. <laughs> Might take us a little bit to organize the thing. We have access to the tools. We have access to live a victorious Christian life. We just got to get a hold of the peace that God gives us. The message of Christ is a peaceful one. Our thoughts should be on peace. Our mind should be full of peace and our words of peace as we offer this lost and dying world the gift of peace. That's why Isaiah 48.22 says, There is no peace, saith the Lord, unto the wicked. That ain't us. That ain't us. Alright, let's turn back to Psalm 29. What about peace in times of great sorrow? That's I hear what you're saying, Brother Jimmy, but times get tough sometimes. Psalm 29.11 says, Psalm 29, verse 11, The Lord will give strength unto His people. The Lord will bless His people with peace. Do we trust the Lord? In 1953, a great flood hit the Netherlands. It was so bad that people climbed into their attics. 
Some even had to climb onto the top of their rooftops to escape the rising water of this flood. Some people even used their furniture and their doors as floating devices to keep from drowning. Mostly everybody in this flood in the Netherlands in 1953 survived and eventually were rescued, except one Christian mom who drowned and she left behind her children. But here's what's so powerful about this true story. Here's what his dad, here's what the dad told his son Art. We are all safe. His wife has just drowned. Art just lost his mom. But in the truest sense, she was safe in the arms of Jesus Christ. How do you get that peace? From God. That's the only way you get it. In great loss and in great sorrow, we can turn to each other. We can comfort one another. We can grieve with one another. But without the Lord, without the Lord, I don't know if I can say that with the Lord. I've not been in that situation. But this really happened. The Christian is the one who has peace. That's why the Bible says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. You're going through some tough times? We all have. You're going through some trial? We all will. You have some sorrow? Not now. Well, it's coming. <laughs> we all go through it. Without the peace of God ruling in our heart, something else is going to get in there and rule. Dad's comment to his son, Art, was powerfully compelling. But it wasn't the most compelling thing that Art heard that day. It was Mom's comment. Here's what she said to her son when she knew she was going to drown. If we should not see each other again, I want you to know that all is well with Mother. Jesus has made all things well. Wow. That's powerful. Amen. That's a Christian who's got the peace of God ruling in our heart. How can someone have that type of peace and not just go to pieces? <laughs> the Lord will give strength unto, the pe unto His people. The Lord will bless His people with peace. I'm not trying to be cliche. It's the Lord. <laughs> it's the Lord. You're around the same bunch of people enough. <laughs> You're going to get on each other's nerves. <laughs> the home eventually, it's not going to be a peaceful day. The, you know, visiting with the relatives, eventually the meeting, it's not going to be a peaceful meeting. You get with the church members, eventually the fellowship is going to turn into, it's not going to be the most peaceful fellowship. It's people. It's people. You can't look for me for peace. I can't look for you for peace. Although God says, love one another, edify one. He says, we, and we should do all that. So I'm not trying to be cliche when I say this, but it's the Lord. 
If I'm looking to the Lord like I ought to, and my heart is filled with the peace that comes from God, we can work through it. We can get over it. We can agree to disagree. I'm not talking about major stuff and doctrine. So I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about all the petty stuff that people fight about. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Only God can give the believer that type of peace so that the believer doesn't go to pieces. It comes from God. How about peace at home? Let's get Colossians chapter 3. This will be fun. Christian home, it's supposed to be full of peace and harmony. Not stress and not tension. For police officers, they say, uh, I don't know how true this is statistically, but they say that the domestic dispute that call to have to answer a domestic is one of the most dangerous for the police officer. Mm-hmm. So something to think about as we go through and read. Let's read Colossians chapter 3. Let's start at verse number 12. Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And here it is. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you are called in one body. And then I love this next part, because it's almost like God says, yeah, and by the way, and be ye thankful. Let the word of God, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do in word or do, deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as it is fit in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged that's how we can have a peaceful home by the way that's how we can have a peaceful church family we can have a peaceful church house you know people come in let's just be kind (laughs) it's a good place to start kindness in the home verse 13 Forbearing one another. Brothers, do you have sisters? Sisters, do you have brothers? What does that Bible say right there? Forbearing one another. Instead of, that's my toy! 
Share. No, you share. Peace. Peace. Ask yourself, little ones. Ask yourself, how much peace did you bring around the lunch table today? How much peace did you bring around playing and running and doing all that stuff? If any man have a quarrel against any, which means we're going to have quarrels. None of us are going to sign up for it. None of us want that. But God says, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity. That's a special love between the brethren. Can we be a church that just has charity? The preacher isn't real polished. The, 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 the church people are this. The church house is worn out. But I'll tell you what, that group of people, they really have some charity. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a great reason for the, why people say they come? <laughs> yeah, the preacher's no good, but the folks have charity over there. <laughs> I mean, above all, right? Above all, I'd hate to be the church where, yeah, the preacher knows everything about everything, man. The whole Bible. He's got the whole thing figured out. He's so smart. He's so this. He's so that. But man, they're just a mean bunch. They're just a mean bunch down there. How is that Christian? It isn't. It isn't. Above all, put on charity. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Something is going to rule your heart. What is it? should be the peace of God. Here's a, here's a tough one. To which also you are called in one body. You could preach this all day long. Nobody cuts off their foot. We're likened to a body. We need each other. I need you. You need me. We need us. <laughs> and be ye thankful. Well, the carpet's worn out. That needs to be replaced. The light fixtures, they're going out. They need to be replaced. And man, what's wrong? We got we to gotta brighten this up. We need to do more evangelism. All those things are true. And all those things we all want to do. But not without a thankful heart. Because we all want to say, thank the Lord we got some carpet. Thank the Lord we got some lights. Thank the Lord we have some tracks to pass out. Thank the Lord we have some money to buy a mailing list and mail to the folk. Thank the Lord that we have some people that come out and help stuff the mailers. Just thank the Lord. If we get too caught up and we need this, we need that, we do. And I, I, and I know. And we will. But not without being thankful <clears throat> first. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the lord you know if you get in a if you start griping with your brother or sister maybe just start singing jesus loves me that'd be a great way wives to minister to your griping husbands <laughs> just pick one you know one of the old time classics and just sweetly sing throughout the house <laughs> husbands Maybe you ought to need to cool off, go out in the front porch and start singing Amazing Grace. Uh, honestly, honestly, maybe you just need to cool off by singing. Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord, 
giving thanks. There it is again to God and the Father by Him. Verse 18. If, if, if there was a modern version that ever wanted to get rid of this verse, it, it, it'd be this one. Wives, how do, they do, how do they do this? I mean, fellas, you look at it from your perspective. Oh, all the young guys love that. You know, if you're 20 and want to go to Bible school, man, you want to just rail the daylights out of this verse. But guys, I want you to think about this. I want us to think about this from the perspective of us. <laughs> We're knuckleheads a lot of times. <laughs> and for our wives to want to obey this verse, we really should just thank God for it. <laughs> we really should. It's easy to submit to the Lord. Because he's the Lord. But to a sinful man, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as it is fit in the Lord. If she's got peace in her heart, she can do what is fitting to the Lord. Even when he's not acting peaceful. Husbands, love your wives. Notice wives aren't told to love their husbands. You just have to Submit to them. <laughs> but you, God doesn't tell you to love them. So I don't know how all that works. But at least here it says, Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. This is where the peace goes out the window. Because we get bitter. I've said this before. Um, I don't know. I think it's very distasteful, but People have told me it's a southern thing. Guys say, yeah, my old lady. <laughs> That's kind of distasteful. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm from, I'm from New Jersey. We, we, we didn't say that. We didn't say that. Not that we had better manners than southerners. It's just that that wasn't one of the phrases that was said. And uh, be not bitter against them. I believe the way that we refer to our wives, the way that we speak to them, ought to be respectful and as kind and as peaceful as it can be. That'll help us to not be bitter against them. It's a peaceful home. Is it better to be right or is it better to have peace? It's better to have peace. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger. These dads that have all the answers to life figured out haven't figured out that all of their rightness has provoked their children. <laughs> you're doing this wrong, son. You're doing that wrong, son. You're doing this wrong, daughter. You can't do anything. You're just good for nothing, and you're this, and you're that. and you're. I'm telling you, you want to provoke a kid? Do that. How about some peace? How about some peace? It's not hard to know how to have a happy home. You know, the Bible says, whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And people say, yeah, I've never killed anybody. But looks can kill. The way the husband looked at his wife, the way the wife looked at his hu her, her husband, the way the brother looked at sister, the way that sister looked at brother, all those looks kill. It communicates to that person 
your disdain for them. And it ought not be in the Christian home. It's simple to have peace in the home. It should not be a combat sport that's full of arguing and bickering and griping and moaning and complaining. If it is, there will be a lot of casualties. And sadly, most of them will be the children. Children who could have had a home of peace. I don't have all the answers figured out. I love God. I love the Bible. I want to stay in the Bible. I'm eventually going to say something that's going to go against something that somebody believes. <laughs> Who wants to sign up to preach? Oh, me. Yeah, well, get used to it because you're going to say something and someone's not going to agree with it and the whole thing's going to blow up. In the home or in anything we do in life, don't count on any one man to be right all the time. My dad was not right in a lot of things. But my dad really did do his best to be a peaceful man. He did things with us. He did a lot of things with us. Do you want to be the guy that's right about everything? But there's casualties all around. There's no peace. Do you want to be the preacher that's right about everything? but there's just casualties all around. I'm not saying throughout doctrine. I'm not saying throughout truth. I'm not saying any of that. I want to be right. You want to be right. You want me to be right. I want you to be right. <laughs> I think I'm right. You think you're right. I'm good. I'm all for being right. So I'm not trying to downplay that. I'm trying to upplay there's something more important than being right. It's being there with a peaceful heart, with a peaceful attitude. And that's how we have a home filled with peace and a church house. And instead of a war zone, our homes should be on a mission of peace. My wife has this little sign in the kitchen. Well, the one is, what's on the menu today? Take it or leave it. The other one is, happiness is homemade. If you want a happy home, if you want a peaceful home, you want a happy church family, a peaceful church family? It's going to start by making it out of scratch. Homemade cooking. Mama's homemade cooking. All right, Psalm 46. Psalm 46, we're going to read the entire chapter. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not, we fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried in the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Selah. There is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the most the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her. And that right early. The heathen raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered His voice. The earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. 
Come, behold the works of the Lord, what desolations He hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. He's our refuge, our strength. Where we get true peace. It is well with my soul was written by Horatio Spafford. Some, if not most of you, know that. I don't know if you knew this. Maybe you did if you've read anything about him. He invested in real estate in Chicago. He did extremely well until the great Chicago fire of 1871. Many of his buildings were destroyed in that fire. You know what he said? I'm just thankful my wife and four daughters escaped the fire. Two years later, now he had four daughters. Two years later, after this great Chicago fire and he lost some of his real estate, he had his firstborn son who only lived a very short time and then died. After full two years of heartache and stress and financial setback from his real estate investings, he decided to be good to send his family on a European vacation. He thought it would be good for his family, so he put his wife and his four kids on a ship to Europe. His plan was to catch up on a few outstanding business matters, and he would take a ship over in another few days. So he sends his wife and his family across the Atlantic Ocean. Halfway across the Atlantic Ocean, the ship gets hit by another vessel, and in 12 minutes, it sank. All four of his daughters drowned. He loses his buildings in the great fire. Two years later, he loses his son. And then he loses his daughters. But let's make it personal. Their names were Maggie, Annie, Tanetta, and Bessie. Only a few survived when that vessel hit that ship. His wife was one of those survivors. By the time she got to safety and was rescued, the telegram she sent her husband simply said this, Saved alone. There was no text messaging, no phone to pick up. So Horatio boarded the next ship to Europe when the ship sailed over the spot that his daughters drowned. The captain of the ship called him up to the deck. He returns to his cabin and this is what he pens. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, Thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Amen. Though Satan should buffet, 
though child should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ hath regarded my helpless estate and hath shed his own blood for my soul. How do you go through all that and pen these words? It really is a man that let the peace of God. He let the peace of God rule in his heart. The world doesn't have it. We have it, but we don't access it like we should. Let's stand and sing 516. 516. Brother Nathan, you want to come ahead? You can probably do a better job than I can. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea Oh. 
beside. The clouds be rolled back as a scroll. The trump shall resound, and the Lord shall descend. Even so, thankful for the Lord, no matter what you've been through, no matter what you're going through, I'm not going to say it's easy. I'm just going to say that it can be well with our soul if we have the peace of God in our hearts. Brother Kelly, can you close us, sir? Father, we come again. I ask you, Lord, to be with us as we depart this meeting place. And we are thankful for the message tonight, the great message from your word. We pray now, Lord, that you be with us this coming week. Let's realize our duties as uh, your children. Lord, uh, we just pray now that we have a good week. And we say this and ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. Thanks a bunch for listening. For more information about Pilgrim Baptist Church, be sure to visit us online at pilgrimbaptist.church, where you can also send me a personal message or learn more about joining us for a church service. And remember, Christ is is all.